exactly. They, no, what they did was Roe versus Wade was was a court case that essentially allowed a federal judgment to supersede all state and local laws. Which, you know, it's a federal overreach and abuse of federal power. The Supreme Court should have never been involved in that case. And and they finally just retracted it because it was what the right thing to do. Yeah. Because they shouldn't have done that in the first place. But it, what it does is it allows you to return locally to your state and your directly elected representatives that directly represent you and your city and your state. So and basically state laws. gave the decision to the state itself. Sen- essentially, yeah. yeah. So you don't have an overriding federal law that overrides state law. Yeah. And that's the way things should be. Decentralized governments work best and are most efficient because it allows people to make decisions to what your local culture needs most. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if, if you don't want to have guns and you want to have all the liberal agenda and you want to live in Portland, Oregon and, and Oregon's for it, go live in Oregon. It's great. Right. Right. But you know, if we don't agree with the policy that Oregon makes, you shouldn't force it upon people in Arizona that doesn't have any, you know, doesn't relate to their culture or their yeah. values or their beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's what this, that's all that happened today was that was overturned. So now yeah. it's not, you don't have like in Arizona, I don't necessarily know what the Arizona abortion laws are, but whatever they are, that's now the new standard for what abortion is in Arizona. There's not a federal overreaching law any longer. Well, isn't this a conservative state? It is. So I'm assuming that they will make a decision. They already made a decision. They oh, already they have it. Like, they look, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Arizona. It pays. What are you doing? So if somebody wanted, out? So if somebody wanted to make that make a decision for themselves, let's say they wanted to go through with it, they would need to go to like California. I guess. Well, no, it depends. Like I really think Arizona allows um, uh, that up to twenty weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's already. The, it's so as long as it's within the the state's guidelines state. that you, this state, these local people in this state voted on, directly to have their representatives directly represent them in this state. The yeah. state law is this. You still can't. It's not illegal. Yeah. It's according to your state law now. So now, there are some states now. There's 13 states where it, it is illegal. Um, oh, state law. Wow. So this federal protection, the, the Supreme Court's judgment over that made it to where those state laws could not be enforced because those courts not going to back up the state and overrunning the, the local people's rights. Gotcha. That's, that's all that Roe versus Wade did. It, it allowed for a federal protection across all state laws, no matter what the state law was, the, the Supreme Court overruled, you know, however many, what, eight jurors back in 1973 overruled all 50 state laws yeah. at that time. Wow. They didn't, you know, disregarded it. Yeah. They never should have been involved in it. Yeah. They were not, they're not elected officials. So now it goes back to the states. So now it goes back to the states and the individual rights of the states and the individual voters in the states to decide what their abortion laws are going to be is all this did. Yeah. Like Arizona, it's still allowed, but only up to a certain, what, 20 Week. weeks, you said? I'm trying to find out that? what it is. So in Arizona, the following restrictions on abortion were effective as of June 24, 2022. Patient must receive state-directed counseling that includes information designed to discourage the patient from having an abortion and then wait 24 hours before the procedure is provided. Counseling must be provided in person and must take place before the waiting period begins, thereby necessitating two trips to the facility. Health plans offered in the state's health exchange under the Affordable Care Act can only cover abortion in cases of the life of endangerment or severely compromised physical health. It doesn't say it's illegal. It says your insurance may not cover it. Yeah. And, and um, 
Abortion awesome is covered. Without the counseling. Abortion is covered in insurance policies for public employees only in the case of life endangerment or severely compromised health. The use of telemedicine to administer medication abortion is prohibited. The parent of a minor must consent before an abortion is provided in the state of Arizona now. So it just defaulted back to state law. That's all it did. It did not end abortion. I mean, that's that's the the crazy outcry of the left of, well, the woman's right. There's still the woman's right here. Yeah. It's just down to your local locally elected leaders and your locally appointed laws that you can vote on and influence a lot easier than an overreaching Supreme Court decision from 49 years ago. So if you stand a certain way, get involved and vote totally. in your own state. Yeah. It's up to you. But but it's but it's not illegal in our state. Yeah. It did there are 13 states where it is illegal. Um, today because the Supreme Court's overreaching decision does not provide protections in those states any longer. Gotcha. That's, so that's the difference. So there. in those states, are they allowed to go elsewhere? I mean, could what they are they going to, what are they going to tell you? You can't travel to California. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you're, if maybe if like you're a resident at a certain state, like you show on your license that you're a resident of such and state, Right. Are you allowed would, to go to another state? I I to my understanding, that is not to. the case. I wouldn't think it would be. The, only, the first time in my, well, my understanding, of, my limited understanding of history, that the first time the government ever tried to mandate medical procedures was the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Now they have restricted dangerous practices, which, I mean, 49 years ago, abortion was a lot more dangerous than it is now too, guys. Like yeah. a lot of women died from it. Yeah. Like, um, and they didn't intend to die. And so... There are factors here that are not being considered emotionally, but the Medicaid program does not provide coverage for medical necessary abortions despite a court order directing it to do so. A patient must undergo an ultrasound at least 24 hours before obtaining an abortion. The provider must offer the patient the option to view the image. Do any, does anything about this, because is it just strictly about abortion or does it have anything to do with like the birth control for women, plan B, well, Plan B is a form of abortion. Abortion, right? Yeah. So, does it? But that's only any, effective within like how the many first days? Four, like thirty days, right? Yeah. Well, so Plan B, emergency contraception, has to be. It's like there's RU four eighty six, which is the abortion pill, which will um, terminate an established pregnancy, uh-huh. right? Um, up to a certain time, which I don't know of, but Plan B is like emergency contraception. It has to be taken before fertilization happens. Yeah. So if, you know, if there's intercourse and um, before you take it, fertilization occurs, it's not going to work. Gotcha. But essentially what it does is it causes the um, the body to go through a menstrual cycle and have, start a period instantly, essentially. And oh, so wow. like it prevents the implantation of yep. if there was a fertilized embryo, it prevents that implantation into the placenta or into the uterine wall. And then because it starts to shed the lining of the uterine wall, like a normal period does. Gotcha. And so that's what, that's what plan B does. Okay. But if, it, if implantations already happened prior to you taking it, mm-hmm. it may not work. Okay. So I just didn't know if like, cause you can buy like plan B, I think at Walgreens right. even. But I don't think that's considered birth control or no. contraception. And I just didn't know within those 13 states, if they are getting rid of plan B then. I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Let us know in the comments. What are your thoughts from a woman's standpoint? So I, man, every situation is so different. I certainly um, used to feel like 
no matter what, like that's a human life, like, and it's wrong to take that human life. Mm-hmm. Um, but my views changed on that quite a bit and, and just different circumstances. I think a woman needs to decide, like, I don't know, just like first, like, what about like rape or incest yeah, rape, or like, like I uh, mean, there's horrible situations with, with women, like, Abusive relationships. Abusive relationships. Like, to have to go through a pregnancy and deliver a baby, I am certainly an advocate for adoption and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like... Protecting the rights of the unborn, right? Like, yeah. Like, if if we're advocating, if if we as as human beings, as as stewards of humanity, if we're to protect those that cannot protect themselves, right? Mm -hmm. At what point do we stop drawing that protection for the unborn child? You know, and, and at what point do we stop protecting them and at what point in viability like and at what point do we start protecting them is it at fertilization is it at confirmed pregnancy is it a heartbeat or is it at a developed enough nervous system to where this baby can now feel pain it's before 20 weeks it's almost unquestionable yes you can get an abortion because um before that time it's not considered a viable pregnancy mm-hmm. it's not considered a viable like this baby will not exist outside the womb period yeah. And, and, um, so that's where most of that happens. Um, there was a, a 15 week law and I think that's where the nervous system becomes, you know, developed enough to where they can actually feel pain. Yeah. And, um, but I don't know this, I, I'm just shooting from the hip here, but I don't know. We've talked about, there's been a few circumstances in our own personal lives where our daughter was sexually assaulted Yeah, in our backyard. And, um, my, Third or fourth question to her was, do you need emergency contraception? Yeah. Because I didn't want her to have to raise or to even go through a full pregnancy. I mean, you can speak to this way more than I can and way more expertly than I can. But um, carrying a baby, there's feelings there. There's emotions there. and oh, there's for sure. So can you? For sure. I mean, it's such an emotional process even when you're in a healthy relationship so to have something so traumatic and then deal with your body going through those changes and those hormones and and just under such well you you mentioned how much how endearing it was to you to feel the baby move right right it's it's incredible that's i mean that's a feeling that you can't you can't even put to words like that's amazing to feel your baby move inside you, especially in the beginning when you realize like, Oh my gosh, that's my baby. But if you, if you had it, if you were pregnant because of trauma, like that's just a constant reminder, like of that event. And mm-hmm. I just, how horrible. And, and you know, how it's horrible. You got to carry that for 10 months. Right. right. And you're going to feel this life inside you. You're going to have feelings for this life. You're going to, be yeah. nurturing this life, creating this life, mm-hmm. feeding this life. You have an emotional bond with this life, and it's representative. And and it it's not impossible, right, to work through. But man, I can't imagine how horrible that would be. And um, I wouldn't ask my daughter to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't really? ask my daughter to, to hey, consider it's... consider keeping, you know, the the fruits of of a traumatic rape. Um, as you know, I what about the because we're talking about advocating for the Things that can advocate for themselves. Well, my minor daughter at that time, how can she advocate for herself? What's the best way to advocate for her life and her mental health and her future? Is it to force her to have a baby that she's never wanted? 
you know, and, and I was born out of horrible, horribly violent circumstances. I can't, I can't make that call. Right. And there's, and there's women that do and, and they are brave and, Mm -hmm. but, but not every circumstance is the same. So it's really hard to just rubber stamp. This is, this is what needs to happen in all circumstances. One thing that really changed my view on things, I grew up, you know, super conservative, um, super religious, you know, all the strict Judeo-Christian values. And, and uh, my view on abortion was cut and dry. I was like, no. You know, unless, you know, the, unless the life of the mother is in danger, unless the, um, or in the case of rape or if it's incest, right? Those are kind of the three blanket statements that are really easy to throw out there of, oh yeah, people, most people can pretty much understand, can agree that those are unfortunate circumstances to bring a child into, right? And, um, but then one of the things that, um, opened my eyes to a certain extent was, when I was in residency, we were doing anesthesia rotations. We had to do um, six weeks full anesthesia residency. That's all we did. We, we did anesthesia for six weeks. And when I was providing anesthesia care in a hospital setting, they asked me, do you want to do anesthesia for you know the, this next doctor? And I was like, well, why wouldn't I? And they're like, well, he's going to perform. You know, they gave me the medical code, <laughs> you know, D and C and E. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> they're like, abortion. This guy's going to perform, you know, this many abortions this afternoon. Do you want to cover that? I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I ended up saying no. But what I did do is I provided care for a lot of those women in the post-anesthesia care unit. And um, you're providing post-anesthesia care, monitoring, you know, pain relief, and, and uh, making sure that they're stable and healthy and able to be discharged and you know, providing post-care instructions and all the things. What I noticed was every single woman that I saw that had gone through those procedures after the, I'm trying not to get emotional because it was highly emotional, but every woman there was alone. And every woman after that surgery was despondent and nonverbal. And most of them were crying and most of them were impacted significantly emotionally and because of what they'd just gone through. Now, I didn't ask and nor would it have been appropriate to ask, you know, how they got into the situation and why they were doing what they were doing. Um, that really was none of my business. But I was in an inner city, and and it was um, the demographics were were tough in in that city um, for a lot of people. And so, you know, I just thought, man, who am I to sit here and say that this, you know, eighteen, twenty year old, sixteen year old, whatever woman um, that became pregnant, probably in unfavorable circumstances, probably grew up, you know, statistically, just talking about statistics, grew up without a support system, grew up without a father in the home, grew up without resources. Who am I to say that this person now needs to take responsibility for her actions and figure out how to raise this kid on her own when she's not educated? She doesn't have resources around her. She doesn't have a family. Who am I to say that's, that's the best thing for her or that child? Advocating for that child is that a good circumstance to bring that child into? Man, probably not, right? It's so, but the problem I think we had was everything's so emotionally charged today. We, we, the pendulum swings one way to the next. And we're happy when the pendulum swings in our direction, but we're not happy if we push that thing too far and it comes back and swings back the other way. And that's what happened today. It was um, the Supreme Court never should have been involved in this decision. It always should have gone back to states. It always should have gone back to states' rights and decentralized 
rulings on this because that's the only way for the average person to actually have the greatest amount of say in what goes on in the states they live in. And if you want to live in a state where abortion is legal, great. I don't, I don't judge you for that. You know, if you don't, I don't, I don't judge you for that either. But I do think there are cases where it's, it needs to be okay. And it's not up to me to always decide. Like, I'm not smart enough to figure out when those cases are and when they're not. I, I'm not because there's so many emotions and mental health aspects related to it. Um, either way, whether you go through that or don't go through that, there are mental health implications. There are physical health implications. There are implications for the children one way or the other. And it's tough. I, like I said, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm, I am in the right place, nor am I the right person, nor do I know enough to be able to figure out what the right thing to do is here. Yeah, well, it's complicated. It, it is complicated because every situation is different. But I don't know, it's, it's tough. I just wanted to get your guys' opinion because, you know, on this show is, um, you know, raw, real. Right. And we talk about the things that are tough to talk about. Right. You know, I wanted to, um, if you want my hundred percent real opinion, I think the timing of this is bullshit because I think it's all politically motivated. Mm -hmm. I think the Supreme court knows the ramifications of what they're doing. I think the Supreme court is hijacked, um, and used as a political arm now. And I think it's no coincidence that the day before this happens, they overturn a, a gun law in New York that now allows more people to carry firearms in New York the state of New York and all the right wingers were like, yeah, it's a victory for the second amendment. Okay. Well, I think it's a great setup because now the Supreme court, the very next day flips this and says, Hey, uh, I guess two days later, um, we're going to overturn our ruling on Roe versus Wade. That does not, again, that does not make abortion illegal depending upon your own state laws. Okay. Um, it just does not give override over your current state laws to, Make it so you can get it, whether it's legal or not in your state. And I have always been a big believer in decentralized governmental power. Um, I think the more power you can give the people, more access to that power, the better it is because they can decide what they want to have go in their state. Um, but it is a very odd timing. Very odd timing. And why didn't they wait to till after the midterm elections? They know. I mean, the, these are the Supreme Court justices. These are the brightest justices, supposedly. In the country, right? <laughs> these, these are appointed by presidents to interpret the Constitution of the United States for the entire country. And you do not get to vote for these people. You do not get to have a say in who is appointed other than calling your senator and they're just going to kick back and say, well, we have our agenda. We really don't care. I've done this a thousand times. We'll send you a letter or such or whatever. Um, but they, um, you know, we don't, get to, we don't get to have a say who's on the Supreme Court. What we do get to have a say in a lot more effectively is our own state laws and our own state legislatures. And it's a lot easier to elect your own le- local officials that align with your values and what you do. So the message here is, first of all, don't freak out and panic. Second of all, which it's easy for me to say, I'm not facing it, right? But, but there is a way. Like if, if, you, if this is something that is near and dear to your heart and you believe it needs to happen or you believe it doesn't need to happen, you need to get involved. You need, you need to, you know, you had 49 years of a Supreme Court band-aid overriding your state law. And we got comfortable with it, and we liked it, and we didn't do anything about it. And now that this is done, it's going to force people to dig in and do something about it. 
I just think the timing of it's all garbage because now, instead of the midterm elections being able to reflect upon, well, um, we have a certain party that has kind of wrecked the country. We have a certain party that has kind of forced you, you know, for the first time in United States history, according to my knowledge, they're forcing you, the general public, um, through, you know, shame, guilt. Employment. Yeah, well, your threat of your employment, threat of um, investigating your employer, you know, threats of fines on a federal level if you don't get a certain vaccine. So this, the federal government says, okay, you have to get this vaccine essentially or you're going to not be able to provide for your family. You're going to have to drop out of your schooling, education, all this stuff, right? And, and everybody that was on that side of everyone on the, the left pretty much was like, yeah, you need to do this and you're an idiot if you don't. I can't believe you're not intellectually capable of figuring this out. Yet, the same, a lot of, most of the same people on this argument, my body, my choice. Well, mm-hmm. why do we have a dichotomous argument? Is it my body and my choice or not? Right. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm all for my body, my choice. I, don't, I think we need to make sure that we educate people about the choices they're making. I, I would advocate for counseling um, to a certain extent because whether you go through an abortion or not, you're going to need counseling either yeah. way. Now, problem is not every counselor is a, a good counselor, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how good the state-appointed counselors are. And I don't know, I don't know that I, I don't know if you can endorse that or not. Yeah. But I just think it's super interesting. Oh, my body, my choice went away when, hey, you idiot, you got to protect me by protecting you by wearing my mask that you should wear, that I should wear your mask and it protects everybody else. And it doesn't matter what you really want to do with your own body. Mm-hmm. Right. But now it does. And so now the elections are about gun control and abortion rather than inflation you know, bad foreign policy, bad, <laughs> bad domestic policy. Um, well, uh, the president possibly has yeah. dementia and is just being a puppet and being fed by his handlers, whatever they want him to say, possibly. I'm not saying that's the case. Because he knew that he would never get reelected if a recession happened under his watch. Sure. So what's the best way to distract that? What's the best distraction you come up with? Let's let's throw let's, a couple laterals. Yeah, and, let's put the people against each other. And I think the timing's interesting. I'm not I'm not I'm not announcing or claiming that there's a conspiracy behind the shooting in Uvalde. I do think it's super interesting that you had 19 armed oh policemen with ballistic shields, AR15s and they were ready to go before the shooting started. They were told to stand down. The Even after the shooting started, they were told to stand down. They they found out the door was unlocked. Mhm. Well, the guy was still waiting for keys though. Apparently. Because they don't want to kick it down. Yeah. Whatever reason. And that just seems super interesting. Again, super interesting timing. I don't know. I just And they detained one of the officers that his wife was in there bleeding. Yeah. Called him, said, I'm bleeding to death. And they wouldn't let him go in. And they out. wouldn't let him and they, they detained him, took his rifle. Yeah, it's I'm like, just saying, like, you know, I, I don't know that they could have prevented the tragedy aggregately as a whole. Uh, but they certainly could have gone in a lot sooner than they did. Yeah. And I don't know of 19 guys I know that have ballistics um, training. training and weapons training and are may or may not be involved in law enforcement or may or may not be. But I don't know. I don't know. 19 guys that would hear one gunshot go off in a school and not just go running to figure out how to fix this problem. I don't know one person. I don't care under the threat of their job, their their life or whatever. I don't know one person, but I wasn't there. I, I wasn't involved there. I just think that's a super interesting coincidence, and I think the timing's super interesting. And I think, guys, you got to open your eyes. You can't just eat what you're fed in the news. Mm-hmm. Even even I know I loved how all the all of a sudden the trendy thing was oh support Ukraine. 
Okay, guys, something with that war doesn't add up either. And, and the proof in the pudding is we've spent $300 million to try to reinforce our schools. We've spent $40 billion to send to the government of, of, of Ukraine. Do you know where that money went? Is there any accountability? No, Do you idea. even care? No idea. Do you even care? I was like, oh, we helped Ukraine. High five. It's all good. It's the popular thing to do. It's a cool thing. But but we can't get baby formula in our own country? We can't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot going on behind the scenes, guys. It doesn't add up. And there's a reason it doesn't add up. And if you want to just think, oh, it's just coincidental, great. But um, And this I, isn't even coming from, like, you know, you know, growing up conservative or anything like that. These are real discussions. That we should be having totally, what, no matter mm-hmm. if you're left or right or middle. right, right, right. These are American issues, totally. not yes. political. You know, for me, abortion became a non-issue back when Bush was running for president. As I was like, it's not an issue. And no, I always no tell relation. My yeah, no, no relation. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> I am not related. But people would bring it up, and I'd be like, to me, it's not an issue. And my what I would say is, there's no way they're ever going to overturn Roe versus Wade, but they did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I guess it's becoming an issue now, right? Yeah. And I think it's coincidental timing um, because now there's a big, huge distraction from what actual policy is it's shifting now to what policy we want it to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super convenient for the current administration and all the bozos that are ruining this country. Yeah. And we're not trying to turn this show into a political standpoint or anything like that, no. but with the situations that have arise, like, there's no reason why we can't have a, di- a discussion about it. Well, yeah, I hope we can have an intellectual discussion. And really, like, you know, I want this show to be a platform where we can have discussions so the truth can come out. Yeah, exactly. Right? Or at least so that we can stimulate poignant thought. Yeah. Uh, I am, I'm not trying to rub anyone the wrong way, and I'm not trying to tell anybody how they should think or live. No. Unless you're, you think it's okay to have a five-year-old in a strip club with transvestites. I don't know. I might yeah. need to draw a line on that one. but Because <laughs> uh, that did happen in St. Louis. You don't believe it, look it up. Um, that did so happen. That did happen. It's disgusting. And I can't, and you know, there's no way that they would allow you and me to take these kids and do, and to a no, strip up. never. We, as soon as that happened, we would get, you know, we would probably get beat up before we walked in the door. Exactly. But what but, is this doing? What is this child doing in the parking lot? Right. Right. But like Annie Frisella had on, on his show, he was talking about like, you know, if we walked in there with two kids and we were in a strip club in an adult environment and someone was twerking in front of them with a sign behind them that says it's not going to lick itself. Um, we would be, not only would we get arrested, but the manager of the club would be arrested. The owner of the club would be arrested. Yeah. The you know? place would not exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, then it, it would be sued out of existence and probably burned down and, and we would all probably be killed by hate people, uh, by the, by people um, getting, jumping us and beating us up before we even got out of the parking lot. Yeah. hundred percent. But for some reason, when you start throwing, the uh, you know very emotionally charged discussion about gender and identity and and all the all the acronyms all of a sudden now it's okay you can't be against it right you know <laughs> yes. you, you, we got to advocate for our kids guys and again this is advocating for our kids i mean yeah. we have to be able to advocate for those that can't advocate for themselves but we also need to be able to get back to this country to having common sense discussions yeah we need to be able to have common sense discussions like reaching common ground like and, you know other first world countries have pretty more, a lot more restrictive abortion laws than we do. Yeah. And when the pendulum swung so far that we're entertaining, oh, it's okay to murder a 28 year old baby, a 28 day old baby, you know, in the state of of Maryland, um, guys, the pendulum swung too far. I'm sorry. And if you're going to hang your hat on crazy extreme ideas, the pendulum is going to swing back and crush it. It just will every time. And that's the the thing that I like about this podcast is that like willing to have these conversations even if you don't agree with it, 
right. you know, because like one of my best friends, he's very liberal, lives in Oregon, but he always hits me up and we have a, a general discussion about it. And he'll always start it out, be like, hey, man, no, I love you. Right. <laughs> you know, there's nothing against you or me or like, I love our friendship. Right. But let's talk about it. Right. And we have a civil, I mean, I'm on one side, he's on the other, but we have a civil discussion about it. We come to a middle ground to see what the other person is seeing and what their views are on it. And I think that that's what we're missing in this country is like nobody can have a conversation anymore. Right. It's like you have to agree with me. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. And nobody wants to have a different perspective or or willing to entertain anything because it's offensive. If it's not a part of your agenda. Right. You're going to get clowned for it. And it's like that's where I hope maybe maybe this podcast, you know can find that middle ground, you know, even if people disagree with like anything we've said today, like let us know in the comments, but let's have a discussion about it. Right. You know, if there's something that they want us to talk about, like maybe to see, you know, your guys' side of it, like let us know in the comments, like what's something that you guys want us to talk about, mm-hmm. you know? So an answer to your question, but this article is from the daily, um, the daily mail. It's a, it's a website out of the UK. So, who knows? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I don't know. I'm highly suspect of anything I read or see on TV anymore. But um, yeah, ever since that Washington Post, did you see that? What was that? They uh, they fired a writer there that made up 21 stories that was through went through the Washington Post. Like oh, literally wow. just made them up. Well, CNN, CNN. I mean, had to admit that they did that. They would say they would make up a rumor about Trump, Donald Trump, and then mm-hmm. they would circulate it and they make it a headline and they would talk about it and then they would come back and on their website. They'd be like, oh, we just realized this was wrong. Yeah. But they never spoke about it again <laughs> yeah, no. in the national news because yeah. they were trying to push an agenda, right? Yeah. The Washington Post just let the writer go and they were like, hey, we didn't know. We just let him go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah. you made it a headline every single right. time you posted anything. So it, in this article, it talks about <laughs> how um, 13 states prepared trigger laws, which would automatically outlaw terminations in the event of a ruling to overturn Roe versus Wade, which is why they anticipated. The states are Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and Wyoming. Abortion bans in those states will now become law within 30 days. So those those states, um, the state law um, dictates it's illegal. Yeah. Five other states have also now banned terminations after historic laws superseded the 1973 Roe ruling automatically came back into place. Among those five are two Democrat-governed states, Michigan and Wisconsin. Well. So, I mean, you know, this isn't just a right-wing conspiracy. I mean, no. like, we need to revisit. We need to relearn how our government works. It's kind of funny they don't teach that in school anymore, <laughs> huh? Right? What an ironic coincidence, right? We need to learn on how our states work, what rights we actually have, and how if you want a law on the books or if you don't want a law on the books, how you can advocate for that on your own and effectively campaign for it. And we need to get back to actually being involved in our own government and stop <laughs> stop expecting the federal government to bail us out of all our problems. If the Roe versus Wade reaction on social media doesn't say that we don't educate our people about this, right? I don't know what does, because literally <laughs> right. everyone freaked out about the Roe versus Wade ruling. Right. When really, like you clarified, all it does is just let the decision go to the state. Right. It's like, but it, but it doesn't make it illegal. No. Like, no. But it does make it more inconvenient. I don't, and again, it's a hard thing. But I, I don't know. I think it's, um, you know, the those laws gave safe harbor practices like Planned Parenthood, and mm-hmm. some people would say those Planned Parenthood clinics provide a good service for kids that would not get those services any other way. And I can't argue against that. 
but I can tell you, I will not be, I would not be happy if one of my children went there and received an abortion or contraception without me knowing about it. Mm-hmm. If they're a minor. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. Well, it's so emotional. Like but, uh, they need support. They need of some kind. They need love, and, and not, support, Not every guidance. child has Which will be another parent. episode that we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Kids need love too. But regardless, regardless, man, look, we don't, what we don't need is we don't need a bunch of judgment here. We don't need to turn in, turn this into a hateful conversation. We don't need to judge people that have or have not had abortions. Like whether you have had or have not had, there's reasons on both sides of that, right? And there's good reasons for that. And we just need to go back to loving each other, man, and respecting each other. Like I'm not walking that walk and you're not walking my walk and I'm going to make mistakes and do things you're not going to approve of. And you are, you're going to make mistakes and do things I don't approve of. And we need to get back to that being okay, you know, mm-hmm. and not like, hey, you need to change your behavior because you're making my delicate feelings hurt. Well, I don't know. Maybe I need to work on my delicate feelings, but, and let people have their own personal liberties again. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a really tough discussion though. It is. It's a tough discussion, but the fact that we're having it is why this podcast exists. Yeah. You know? Well, um, certainly is a complicated topic but a good one i think to discuss and and just try to be advocates for in for each other and to love each other and to be um open-minded i think about different things but we hope you enjoyed this episode and um thank you for joining us don't forget to to share and um to click. subscribe click click right <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us we'll see you next time